Good morning, friends, and welcome to another Black History Moment with Bo. There's a few things I want to say before we slip into darkness. And first, I'd like to say we're not a big show. We don't run for hours a day. We run just long enough for you to get to work. We run just long enough for you to get to the grocery store. We run long enough to put a thought in your head that you can carry home, that you can tell other friends about. And that's what we need because we're growing. We're building something here. We have planted a seed, a seed that will reach out to thousands and thousands of black people with the hope that they might relate the things that they hear on this show and mention to their children and their grandchildren. Tell them about it. Tell them to look it up and read it for themselves. That's knowledge that comes from us. That's knowledge that they won't get in school. And I promise you, all you will get here is truth and facts. Things that they will never forget because it came from you. Each one, teach one. 44307 gang from Akron, Ohio, my hometown. You know I love you. Teach one. Coach Bob and Michael Welch from Columbus, Ohio. Teach one. Lori Welch Smith from Columbus, Ohio. I like what you're doing. Teach one. Ernie Foster, Akron bred. Teach one. Bell Fountain, Ohio, and Delaware, Ohio. Teach one. We are rolling, and we're not gonna let anything get in our way. So tell your friends about us. Subscribe to this show. We're not selling nothing. We're not asking for nothing. We're just giving out knowledge and truth. I have often talked about our history not being stolen, just being hidden from us. And today we're gonna dig into the archives of time and we're gonna find the truth. Remember this name, Bass Reeves. He was an impressive Wild West figure, all but forgotten. Morgan Freeman said, this is a black man in America's legendary Western history who was totally overlooked. He wrangled thousands of criminals and left a silver dollar as his calling card. Contrary to what classic Westerns might have us believe, one in four American cowboys were actually African Americans but we don't necessarily get that reality when the only image that we have in our minds is people like John Wayne. Truth be known, the Lone Ranger was a real life U.S. Deputy Marshal named Bass Reeves, an African American who fled the Civil War. He lived with the Seminole and Creek Indians and eventually became one of the greatest lawmen of the Wild West. Reeves was born a slave in 1838 
in Crawford County, Arkansas, and he served Arkansas State Legislator William S. Reeves. I guess that's where he got his name. First as a water boy, then as a field hand. When William Reeves passed away, his son George made Bass Reeves his personal companion and servant. See, there we go, you know, um, slave owners passing us down to their children when they died. And when the Civil War broke out, Reeves went into battle with his master and fought for the Confederacy, fighting to stay a damn slave. It was during the Civil War that Reeves escaped. Some say he left because of a dispute over a card game where Reeves beat up his master and fled to avoid punishment. Others say that he heard slaves were being freed and simply ran to pursue his own freedom. Whatever happened, Reeves took refuge with the Creek and Seminole Indians in what is now Oklahoma. He learned their language and customs and sharpened his skills as a marksman with a loyal Indian companion. In 1865, Reeves was no longer a runaway slave. He then left Indian territory to farm his own land near Van Buren, Arkansas. A year later, he married Nellie Jenny of Texas, with whom he raised five girls and five boys. And he was a good farmer and rancher, and he occasionally had a side hustle where he worked as a scout using his tracking skills he had learned from the Indians to help lawmen find criminals. But his true second act was just beginning. In 1875, Isaac Parker was appointed the federal judge over Indian territories. And during the chaos of the Civil War, Indian territory, where federal and state governments had no, virtually no jurisdiction, became the hiding grounds for outlaws. Parker hired U.S. Marshal James Fagan to lead 200 deputies in pursuit of these outlaws. The stories of Reed's familiarity with the land and his own fugitive past got around to Fagan and Reeves was soon hired on as the U.S. Deputy Marshal. Reeves, along with other deputies, was ordered to bring outlaws back to Parker, dead or alive. Reeves took his marshal job seriously. Six feet, two inches tall, Reeves rode a large white stallion as he patrolled all 75,000 square miles of Indian territory. The rough and tough lawman with his intimidating black hat, two Colt 45 peacemakers strapped at his sides, slick suits and polished shoes brought in over 3,000 felons to justice, and he always left a silver dollar as his calling card. He was involved in quite a few shootouts, but he never got hit. He used the fact that he never learned how to read or write to his advantage. He would always have some read the warrants so he could memorize which was which. 
Often he would distract lawmen with his gimmick, asking them to read a piece of, a, of the warrant or some other letter for him. And he was a master of disguise. <laughs> he would appear to felons as a cowboy, a farmer, or even an outlaw. Now that was the Lone Ranger that I remember watching on television. Except he was another color. Rees arrested his own son and gave him 22 years in Leavenworth prison for murdering his wife. But everything must come to an end, my friends. And in 1907, law enforcement was put in the hands of state legislatures. Rees was nearly 70 years old then, and he joined the Muscogee, Oklahoma Police Department as a patrolman. And shortly after, in 1910, Bass Rees passed away due to Bright's disease. So you see, my friends, our history has never been stolen. It was just hidden and changed by Hollywood to fit their lifestyle. And so by the sounds of that wonderful music, my friends, it is that time. Until next time, it has been my honor.